You're listening to audio from Plank Grove Harvest Church located in Crossville, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church and its various ministries, please visit our website at www.plankgroveharvest.org. We're here today, and I want you to go with me to Acts chapter 8. And I'm going to read to you uh, verses 26 to 40. And if we were to put a title on this message, it would be called Stop the Chariot. You've all read this before. Of course, this is where the Ethiopian eunuch gets saved. And what I want to just bring out is four little things in this message. The first one is all that's needed to bring a person to Jesus Christ. First, you need a lost person, which is going to be the Ethiopian. Second, you need a Christian that's going to be obedient. And we've got, of course, the, the brother here that shares the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then we have the word of God that's inspired. And then we have the Holy Spirit who guides the whole situation. So let me read to you this. One of the things that before I get, get going, <clears throat> I pastored the church for 40 years, and I didn't get to go out much as far as to different churches. But now that I'm missionary, I get to go to a lot of churches. And one of the things that I found out or I've seen, <clears throat> churches that are growing in numbers and spirituality are usually churches that are soul winning. Churches that are not soul winning are churches that are stale. They're just there. They're not growing. They're not spiritually. They're not moving much. And I don't know about you, but I think we need to be a church that's winning souls. It's important for us. Very important for us to do that. So we have all four ingredients here. So I'll start off. Verse 26, it says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, and under Candace, the queen of the, of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem to worship. Interesting. He came to worship, an Ethiopian. Was returning and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me. And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. In place of the, in place in, the place in the scriptures which he read was this, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before his shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth, and his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who would declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of someone, some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Preached Jesus to him. Then it goes on, he says, Now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now when they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at, how do you say that name? Okay, you got to say it real fast in case you don't know what it is, yeah. And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Let's pray. God in heaven, I ask you, Lord, to just help, help me here, Lord. I want to be a blessing to your people, and I want your people to just understand how important it is 
for us to be ready to share the gospel. I think one of the biggest problems we have is not having a way to present the gospel. So I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, move our hearts to want to be soul winners. As you have told us in many times that he that wins souls is wise. So I pray, Lord, that you would just give us this uh, desire to want to tell others about the wonderful words or the wonderful news of Jesus Christ that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Thank you for this, Lord. And in Christ's name we ask. So let's take a chariot ride. First of all, let's see the man that's lost. And he says, you know, the eunuch was there. And there's several things we find out about this man. It says the first thing we find out, he's very responsible. In verse 27, so he arose and went and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of our treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship. So we find a lot of things about him. Number one, he was responsible. He had a position. I don't know. One of the commentators I was reading says he could have been the secretary of state. He could have been of that nation of Ethiopia. But it says that he was wealthy. For one thing, he was riding in a chariot. Back then, if you rode in a chariot, you had money. You had money. That's what he's talking about there. So he, he, he was well off. He was wealthy. He was influential. He was responsible. But he was lost. Wealthy, influential. He had a lot of things going for him. I don't care how much human greatness you have. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you're lost. You're lost. That's all there is to it. You know, a lot of times people regard what you have. If you have money, if you have this or you have that. But as far as God looks at it, if you don't have Jesus Christ, you're lost. You need a Savior. That's all there is to it. And you know, a lot of people, they don't like to hear this. A lot, a lot of people, they, they come to church, they're wealthy. And sad thing, the church kind of caters to them. Remember, James talks about that. He talks about if somebody comes all beat up and dressed raggedy, what do you do? What does James say you do? Throw them in the back of the church. You don't want to sit them in front, you know. You, turn, you become Baptist and you go to the back. Or if it's somebody with a lot of money comes, you come and sit them in front. See, and, that, that, and a lot of times the churches are like this. It happens a whole lot. So we see this guy here. He's responsible. He has a lot of things going for him. But the Bible says there is no, not one just, no, not one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. He was respectable, he was responsible, yet he was lost. Number two, he was religious. It says right there that he came to Jerusalem to worship. He came to worship. Now understand something. He was Ethiopian, so he could not go into the temple. He could not go and worship. So what he wanted to do, wanted to worship because he loved the God of the Jews. But they wouldn't let him in. In fact, one of the commentators said these guys were called God-fears. Because they wanted this, they wanted to go to church, they wanted to go. And, but he went in there, wanted to worship outside, and what did he get? Nothing, folks. He came into church, or he went to worship, and he comes out the same. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad that if somebody comes to church... And what do they get here? What do they get here at this church? Do they get the gospel preached to them? Do they get the word of God taught to them? That is so important for us. That's why it's so important for us to really get into the teaching of the word of God. It's important because that's, this guy goes in there today. You go into a big building, 
A lot of ceremony, a lot of things going on, a lot of music, a lot of rituals, a lot of stuff that's happening. Loud music, everything. But are they fed the Word of God? That's what's so important. This guy goes out there, went in there, folks. He still came out with spiritual thirst. Never found Jesus Christ. Never found anything. He was looking for the bread of life. Did he get that? No. No, he didn't. Because he's in the chariot, he's sitting there, and yet, nothing. That's sad. That's sad. When I see so many people coming to church, and they get nothing out of it. Not a thing out of it. When we were kids, we used to go to the Catholic church. I remember that. And they have a big old boss like that, and you're supposed to put your fingers on there, and you're supposed to rub it on or whatever. I didn't know what you were supposed to do. Me and my brother-in-law... Well, he wasn't my brother-in-law then, but <clears throat> we used to play around and spill the water each other. One day a priest saw us and he threw us out of the church because we were doing that. You're not supposed to. So we used to go, but we never gained anything. We never found the Lord. And that's sad. If people come to this church and they don't hear the gospel, that's sad. Somebody should be looking at them. You know, I said this last Wednesday and they said that culturally you can't. You can't tell somebody, we're glad to have you here the first time. And no, to have them stand up in the crowd. Okay. Okay, all right. Thank you for that, brother. Okay. All I'm trying to say, brothers, God's more important than culture. Understand that, you know? A lot of times, culture, we can't do this, we can't do that. Guys, there's nothing wrong with telling somebody the first time that comes to church, hey, we're glad to have you here. Praise the Lord. Could you give us your name? Yeah. Not your income or how much you make, where you work, or anything like that, you know? But we, we don't need that. But It's good that Dale's here to intervene here. I'm glad to hear that. <clears throat> but anyway... This man here, he's religious, he goes and he tries so many things, and yet he finds nothing, nothing. And I hope that when you come to church, you get something here. Amen. Amen? That's what we need. That's what we want is that. And I think about so many people when they come to churches and they get nothing out of this. But he was receptive. Not only was he responsible, he was religious, but he was receptive also. In fact, he's riding his chariot, and what is he doing? He's reading the scroll of Isaiah. So he's interested. He's interested in what's happening. You don't expect to see that. You don't expect to see these uh, fancy guys, the Secretary of State, to be reading the Scriptures. But this man was. He was interested. He was seeking the truth. And he's seeking it. And one thing about God, if you seek Him, you'll find Him. He'll find somebody to get you over there to talk to you about Christ. And this is something that there's, it's not an accident that you meet somebody. I remember one time we, went, we had a baptism. We didn't have no baptistry in our church. So we went to this church in Imperial and we had a baptism. And this one sister, she invited her niece or her aunt. And her aunt came to church, very worldly looking young lady. She came to church. And I remember afterwards, we went to eat tacos in Mexicali. And we were standing there and I was standing on a, there was a little rail. And I was standing on the rail trying to balance myself. And we were eating tacos. And this girl's right here, and she comes up to me, and she looks, and she goes, that was interesting what you did today about baptism. And I said, yeah. I said, well, I'm glad you came. And she goes, well, I, I enjoyed it. Had a good time. And I said, if you die today, are you going to heaven? And she looked at me, and she goes, I don't know. 
And I said, well, let me ask you something. If you were to stand before God and he was to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you answer? And she just stayed there real quietly and didn't answer. And I just said, well, can I share with you the gospel of Jesus Christ? And she said, sure. That night, she got saved. She became a member in that church. I married her because she married one of thy cousins, Irene's cousins. And you know, sometimes, folks, what we have to do is when people are receptive, they're going to take it in. They're going to get it. And they're going to say, I want to have the, the Lord Jesus Christ. People are hungry. People are hungry. Remember uh, John Bunyan, I read the uh, biography of John Bunyan. It says that he was walking down in the street, and he found a little track, and he opened the track, and he read it and got saved. John Bunyan, what is he famous for? The Pilgrim's Progress. He's got a tremendous sermon on spiders. If you could ever read that. He talks about a spider, how the spider is an ugly little animal, or, and, but yet it goes into king's houses. And he talks about this. Tremendous point that he made. And one of the things that he did is the sermon, the, the Pilgrim's Progress, he, he wrote it on, on bottle uh, cap, uh, little papers that they stuffed in there because he didn't have anything because they put him in jail because they wanted him to renounce Jesus Christ and he wouldn't. They, and his daughter was blind and they would bring her and the daughter would say, Dad, renounce Jesus and come, come home. And he would not. Man, hearts are hungry. Hearts are hungry. When somebody comes to church, it's not an accident. They're seeking something. They're seeking something. We should be a people that go out of our ways. Remember the, the story of uh, when he talks about the, sin, the supper that he invites, and then he says, compel. What does compel mean? Beg. What's that? Beg. Beg. Urge him. Tell him, you know what, man? You need Jesus. You need Jesus. And sometimes we don't compel. We don't tell people, hey, man, let me tell you what Jesus is going to do for you. We don't say those things. So here's this, this one man. He's lost. He's responsible. He's receptive. He, he's got things going for him, but he's got nothing. He's not saved. And that's the first thing you need. You need. And there's plenty of them out there. There's a whole lot of folks that are lost. A whole lot of folks. And our job is to go find them and talk to them. That's our job. So then we're in the chariot. The sinner is there. He's ready. He's seeking it. He's got the scroll. And now the next thing we need is a soul winner. Amen? Any soul winners in here? Soul winners. We need... Boy, that shouldn't point. You should say this way. <laughs> you know, it, think about this. Philip. Philip. And he's right there. And, and this is interesting because Philip is there. He's one of the seven deacons. The Bible tells us about that. And he, Now, go with me to that Acts chapter 8. Look at verses 4 to 8. I find this to be interesting. He says, Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with the one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. Then all of a sudden God calls them from there and tells them, go a hundred miles to the desert and you're going to talk to this one Ethiopian eunuch. 
Think about this, folks. He's at a revival. Things are happening. And God tells him, get out of there and go to the desert 100 miles. And he does it. That's the way we soul witness should be. We shouldn't be waiting. We should just get out there. There's a brother that used to go to church with us. He moved on to another church. His name is Richard Moodle. This guy was a soul winner. Remember, he used to stand up over in Los Angeles, and the people would stand up, and they'd give their names, and this guy would just be writing down the name, and he'd go visit them and tell them about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. And, you know, we need that. We need that so much. I like that verse 26 in Acts chapter 8. Now, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Why didn't that angel share the gospel? That's not their job. Whose job is it to share the gospel? Ours, humans. See, folks, angels don't know about that stuff, but we humans do. Man, I've been saved, and I praise God. And when people ask me, man, I want to give a testimony. I want to give a, a witness. I don't have to share everything that happened in my life, but, you know, it's so important for us to be able to share what God has done for us. And th that's what happens. So here... We have this guy, he's ready, he's sitting in the car, Philip has already come down, he's traveled 100 miles, he's in the desert, now he's in the car because the man tells him, come on in here. The Ethiopian says, come on in here, sit with me. And he starts to tell him and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is interesting for us. So the question we need to ask ourselves and be very challenging is, am I that man? Will I be that Philip? Look at that, verse 29. Then the Spirit, capital S, which is the Holy Spirit, said to Philip, Go near and overtake the chariot. Overtake this. So Philip ran to him. See that? He didn't walk. He ran. He was excited. He wanted to get it done. So he said, Go out there and do this. Forget it. It take forever to get it. He ran, and he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you were reading? And he said, How can I understand unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. But this guy, was he ready to get saved? He was prepared. He was right there. And I, I don't know about you folks, but you know, sometimes our hearts are, are so insensitive. Sometimes we have no concern of the lost. The lost, they need Jesus Christ, guys. They need Jesus Christ. And we need to be a people that are obedient to be soul winners. Sometimes we're not. We're not. A lot of times we just skip it. We just say, well, you know, that's the pastor's job. That's not my job. That's Brother Mark's job. That's not my job. If you're saved, you should be sharing your faith. You should be telling others about Jesus. So now, we're in the chariot. Who's in there? The Ethiopian Okay, we'll get that right now. And then you also have the obedient Christian. Amen? So you got two in the chariot now. You got two in the chariot. So now let's go to the third one. Verse 31. And he said, how can I, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture. There's the third portion that you need. Whenever you're going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, use the word of God. Got to use the Word of God. Well, you know, a lot of people, we share a testimony, so we invite people to church. That is not sharing the gospel. Inviting people to church is not sharing the gospel. 
I hear a lot of people come up to me and say, well, you know, Pastor, I went to share the gospel. What would you tell them? I told them the church is at 10 o'clock. That's not the gospel. The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, you've got to tell them that. Well, I invite another time. You know, we sit there, oh, let me tell you. Pastor, I shared the gospel. What would you tell them? That the end times are coming, that Jesus is coming soon. Folks, they don't understand that. The only thing an unsaved person understands is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't care if you talk to them about the million, the millennium, the pre, pre-tribulation, everything. They don't understand that. All they understand is the gospel. You're wasting your time by sharing other things. Only the gospel. And that's what this guy does. Right there he starts and he shares with them. Look at that, verse 34. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of someone else? Verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning at this scripture, what did he do? He preached Jesus to him. He didn't preach anything else. He preached Jesus to him. And that's what we need to be doing. You know, a lot of us, big problem we have, how do you present the gospel? There's a lot of ways to do it. You got the four spiritual laws, you got the Romans road, but you got to get one of those down. When we were in church, they taught us uh, five points on how to share the gospel. Well, one day I was at this park. I called it Slasher Park in Calexico, right on the border. I, and we call it Slasher Park because some guy was uh, cut open over there with a knife, so we nicknamed it that to the park. So I went there. And there was a young lady, and there was this guy, and they were standing there, and I was handing out tracts, and I told the guy, I told the, the, the young man if I could share the gospel with him. And he said, yeah, go ahead. But he kept looking to the sides. He kept, you know, not, you knew he wasn't interested, but his wife or his girlfriend was right there, and she was attentive. And I remember I'm sharing with her the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm going, and I've got this five points. And I'm going, I got to the first one, what is eternal life? Why don't people have eternal life? Uh, what happens to people that don't have eternal life? What must I do to get saved? And I'm going, and I'm at the third point, And all of a sudden, the police came, and they took this guy away. And then he comes back, and he's mad, and he goes, ah, these, you know, and he starts taking his wife away. And I'm walking with her, and she is attentive. She goes, tell me, tell me, finish it off. And I'm trying to share, we're walking down the street, and I'm sharing the gospel with her, and he's yanking on her arm. Get the picture. And I'm walking, talking to her, talking, and I'll never forget, she got into the taxi. We were in Mexico. I followed her all the way into Mexico. She got in the taxi. She rolls down the window, looks at me. She tells me, I need to hear it. I felt so bad that I could not finish it off. I went home, and I said, you know, Lord, this is, I got to do something about this. So I went, and, and I, heard about, I heard about the Romans road. I got that, st- that memorized. I got it so well memorized, folks, that in a block's time, I could share the gospel with you, all four points. Just walk and share it. I could find it in my Bible. I had it in, with little markers and everything. And that's what we need to do sometimes, is get it to the point to see how important it is. You know, folks, if a person dies, I hope you understand this. If a person dies without Jesus, he's going to go to hell for eternity. Godless place. 
Look at, look at the scriptures when it talks about hell, the reality of it. And you know, sometimes we don't want to hear this stuff. But the story is so neat. Remember the rich man, he tells, he's talking, he says, I have five brothers. If you send somebody back, just go and warn them not to come here. And what does God tell them? They have Moses and the prophets, the word of God. So important for us, the word of God, the powerful scriptures. Guys, God, the word of God can change lives. It can change lives. And that's why we need to preach the gospel so much. So now we have three people or three persons in the, in the chariot. We have the lost eunuch. We have the soul winner and the word of God. What's the last thing we need? The Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, nothing could be done. In Los Angeles, we used to go soul winning twice a week. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we used to go in teams. I remember one time I went to this one house, and I'm sitting there in this house, and I shared the whole plan of salvation. I stumbled through it. I missed verses. I didn't know where I was going. I remember I told the guy, would you like to receive Christ? The guy looks at me and goes, I need to go to the bathroom. Whoa. I thought, this guy didn't get it at all. I remember he took off to the bathroom, and I'm sitting there. One of the girls that went with me, she goes, Renee, what happened? You're usually pretty good at this. You stumbled through the whole thing. I said, I did. I did. Well, the guy comes back out. I'll never forget this. I was sitting in the chair. The ladies were here, and he comes, and he knelt down in front of me. And he said, what do I have to do to get saved? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit does the work. I don't have to. He does it all. He's the one that convicts. He's the one that makes the big difference. And that's what we need to depend on so much. Sometimes we depend too much on ourselves. You know, did, did I do this? Did I do that? The reality is, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to do the conviction. He's going to do it all. He's going to make the man understand he's a sinner that he's lost. When I got saved, folks, I didn't know nothing. All I knew that there was a hell and I didn't want to go there. And I've said this before, I remember walking into the pastor's <laughs> office. I came and there were stairs going up to the church. I remember laying my motorcycle down, climbing up the stairs, running into the pastor's office and he was getting up off his knees. He says, Renee, good to see you. He says, I was just praying for you. And I told him, you know, sir, I got, his name was Bert. I said, I got to get saved. He tells me, Renee, there's a chair right here. Sit down so I can talk to you. And I remember the chair had these little bands like this. And I'm going to go sit in the chair and a band breaks. And the devil's going to get me. I was scared, guys. And I got up and I said, I got to get saved. I got on my knees. I remember he put his hand on my shoulder and he told me about Jesus Christ. And right there and then, I received the Lord as my Savior. 22 years of age. I came back home. Everything was different. I fell in love with the Word of God. God changed my life. A lot of things I still had to work out. But the thing that I'm saying, folks, is that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's how God works. So we see the eunuch. We see the soul winner, the Word of God, and now the Holy Spirit. 
If we can get those going for us, we got it made. And what happens to this man? He gets saved. And look at, look at the end of it. He, he, he goes on and he gets... Then, he says that now, verse 36, Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip says, If you believe with what? All your heart. With all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way, how? Rejoicing. Rejoicing. Because he was saved. Because he was going to heaven. And I don't know about you folks, but to me, that is so important in our churches today. We've gotten to the point that we forgot about that. That's something that should be basic, fundamental, soul winning. We should be doing that. We had a, a, over in Hopeville, one of Pastor Moore's friends from Arkansas, I don't know what his name is, little guy Ricky or something, he, uh, he came and he, get, he presented how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And afterwards he comes to me and he says, what do you think, Renee, did you enjoy that? And I said, I would have enjoyed it if we would have went somewhere and done something with it. You know, get out there and knock on doors. We used to have uh, the sword of the Lord, they used to come down to our church and we used to go soul winning Take off, hit 10 houses, knock on the doors, tell them about Jesus. We say, oh, you know, I can't, I won't. Guys, think about this. Soul winning is important. It's very important. And today, it seems like a lot of people don't do that. They don't do it. And if you see the book of Acts, chapter 8, everything's right there. The sinner, who was he? The eunuch. The obedient Christian, Philip. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit. That's all you need. Amen? So the challenge is very simple. Get out there and preach the gospel. Go try it on somebody. Go tell them, you know, I got something to share with you. And just talk to them. Get yourself a little track. There's plenty of them. There's right there. They tell you to take them before you go home. Right there, they got a little sign for you. They should put it in red so you can see it. You know, take a track, go share it, go talk to somebody. Because I'll tell you something, folks, we need to get these people saved. Amen? We need to do that. And I don't know about you, but I think I love this story here. And what else can I tell you? I'm not the Holy Spirit, so I can't tell you to get out there and do it. This is God's going to do it with you. So let's become soul winners. Amen? Let's get excited. Let's get excited and let's go tell other people about the joy that we have in our hearts. That we know Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, we thank you. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to just share your word with these, your people. But more than anything, Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would give us conviction. I know that many of us are saved. We've been saved for a while and we thank you for that, Lord. We praise you. But are we doing what you tell us to? You tell us to go throughout the whole world and tell others about you. Lord, please, I beg you tonight. There's not a whole lot of us here, 
but that's not important. With 11, you turn the world upside down. And I know that you can get some, some of those that are here today just to step out of themselves and be like Philip and run to tell the gospel to those that know, don't, don't know you. God, please, please, Lord, move within our hearts. Make us soul winners. Give us that love and the desire for the lost. And let us never forget that once we were blind and lost, once we lived a life that didn't bring no glory and honor to you, but now that we found you or you found us, now we can tell others the wonderful news of what you've done in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. And in Christ's name we ask, amen.